the Mindfulness Playbook author, Dr. Barbara Mariposa published, 20th of February 2018 Goodreads rating, 4.07 out of 5 reviewed, December 2017. Discover how to become healthier, happier, and more resilient with the Mindfulness Playbook by psychology expert Dr. Barbara Mariposa. Written with the general public in mind, Mariposa tackles thoughts, feelings and situations that crop up in everyday life and provides effective coping strategies that can be employed anytime, anywhere. Full of inspiring solutions and practical skills, this book advises and supports readers to bring calm and happiness back into their lives. By engaging with the content of this book, you will learn unique tools and skills that can bring you greater energy, freedom and clarity. Mindfulness is about living in the moment rather than dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. By regularly employing mindfulness, life, in theory, should become much simpler. Unfortunately, many people suffer from anxiety and depression, therefore, mindfulness can be a difficult concept to tackle. Mariposa breaks down the book into eight units and explains simple, proven techniques that, with daily practice, anyone can make a habit of using. Dr. Barbara Mariposa developed the Mind Mood Mastery Program and used many of her ideas from this as the basis of her book. Each unit is broken down into manageable chunks that are easy to interpret and relevant to the 21st century. Each unit contains a motto, which expresses the theme of the information provided and a task for people to do in their own time. There are also pages containing sections to write answers to questions Mariposa poses throughout the text. Many of the tools Mariposa introduces can be shortened to acronyms, making them easy for people to remember in moments of anxiety or stress. One example is Bell Breathe. Expand. Listen. Look. By remembering the letters of this power tool, it can be brought to mind in a difficult situation. It reminds the person to take a deep breath, notice what is going on around them, listen to what they can hear, and focus on something they can see. This helps to stop thoughts from spiraling into the past or future and causing lots of anxiety. The problem with the term mindfulness is it has become an overused term and often replaces the word relaxing, for example, in coloring books. Dr. Mariposa keeps to the scientific definition of the word, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment, while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations, used as a therapeutic technique, and is sympathetic to the reader, acknowledging that life can be hard and mindfulness can be difficult to maintain. Within each unit is a section dubbed the science bit, which contains scientific information. Mariposa explains in layman's terms how the brain works and what causes anxiety and depression. She also demonstrates with diagrams how to rewire the brain and alter thought processes. It is interesting to learn that the brain physically changes shape as mindfulness techniques are practiced. For those who want a simple, easy-to-follow book about mindfulness, the Mindfulness Playbook is the one to purchase. The balance between science and everyday life is on point, and the language style is appropriate for all readers. Quotes from famous names break up the text into manageable sections and it is easy to dip in and out of the book as needed. Dr. Barbara Mariposa has produced a superb self-help guide that will hopefully help everyone who reads it. A Piece of the World Author, Christina Baker-Klein Published, 21st of February 2017 Goodreads Rating, 3.86 out of 5 Reviewed, May 2018 Until reading Christina Baker-Klein's note at the end of the book, it is impossible to guess that it is based on real people, although it is a little strange to name the main character after oneself. A Piece of the World is written around a single painting in the Museum of Modern Art New York, Christina's World, 1948, by Andrew Wyeth, a man who appears and paints this work in the story. Baker Klein thoroughly researched the background story of the painting. Christina Olson, the main character of this book, was a real person who posed for Wyeth as he painted this striking picture. 
Although the main story is a work of fiction, the dates and characters are biographically accurate. Beginning in 1939, the narrative weaves to and fro, from Christina's present day to her childhood and back again. Christina is an aging woman who can barely walk and lives in a dilapidated cottage with her brother on a hill in the village of Cushing, Maine. Having lived in this state for so long, it is a welcome surprise to be visited by the young Andrew Wyeth, who falls in love with the cottage and regularly comes to work on his canvases in their upper rooms. Through their peaceful relationship and flashbacks to her past, Christina's character development is investigated and knitted together to explain why she has become this recluse on a hill. Christina had problems from a very young age. After almost dying from a fever, she developed an undiagnosed degenerative disease that slowly ate away at the nerves in her arms and legs. Today, neurologists believe this to be Charcot-Marie Tooth disease, but there were no doctors able to provide this diagnosis at the time. Christina suffered aches and pains growing up and could barely walk in a straight line. Her determination to keep going is admirable and makes her a strong female protagonist. One day in her early 20s, Christina meets a boy who pays her the kind of attention that she has never received before. Believing his promises that they will be together forever, she dares to dream of having a normal life. The reader, however, knows that the future Christina is alone with only her brother for company, making it heartbreaking to read of their developing romance knowing that it is not going to last. There is no happy ever after to this story, nor is there a sad ending. It is an account of a woman who had been dealt a raw deal in life but continued getting on despite it. The result, the painting Christina's World, shows Christina as she sees herself. She may not be able to walk, but she is still a woman, she made the most of her childhood and never complained. This painting is her letter to the world that never wrote to, her. A Piece of the World is a powerful novel about purpose and determination. Christina may not have had a typical, successful life or become famous, but she had her daily achievements, crawling through a field for an hour to visit a friend, cooking dinners despite not being able to stand up, and carrying on after the end of a romantic relationship. Written as gracefully as the brush strokes of a painting with elements of Emily Dickinson thrown in here and there, a piece of the world is a beautiful piece of work. It is something that can be enjoyed as you are mentally drawn into the storyline, leaving you wondering what happens to Christina and her brother after the completion of the painting. It is a novel the author can be proud of. Unbreakable. Author, Cami Garcia. Published, 1st of October 2013. Goodreads rating, 3.78 out of 5. Reviewed, August 2016. Unbreakable is the first in the Legion series by Cami Garcia, best known for the Caster Chronicles written with co-author Margaret Stoll. Having read the first two books in that series, I already had an inkling of what the writing style and the theme paranormal-slash-fantasy-slash-young-adult, would be like, but I was slightly wrong. Unbreakable was a much faster pace and less drawn out than Beautiful Creatures and Beautiful Darkness, which made it a more gripping read. The storyline revolves around a group known as the Legion. All five members die suddenly, leaving five teenagers to take their places. 17-year-old Kennedy Waters, the narrator, is the only new member who was unaware of the Legion, so both she and we, as readers, learn and piece together the purpose of the team of five. Essentially, without giving too much away, the plot is to discover the parts of a device known as the ophthalmic shift by uncovering and following clues. Of course, it is not that simple, as the characters have to battle vengeful spirits and end up in numerous dangerous situations. Although it is set in the present day, there were a couple of historical and biblical references at the beginning, nevertheless, the legion, clues and symbols are fictional. The book was illustrated with some of the symbols mentioned, which makes it so much easier to understand the written description. Garcia ends the narrative on a cliffhanger, leaving us wondering what will happen next, which we will discover in the second book, Unbound, 2014. 
I gave a 4-star rating because it was interesting, and my mind did not wander whilst reading it as it has done with other books I have read recently. I will not go as far as to say this book was amazing or particularly special, but I am curious to discover what happens next. Hostage 3. Author, Nick Lake. Published, 20th of December 2012. Goodreads rating, 3.73 out of 5. Reviewed, June 2016. Hostage 3 is the second literary thriller by Carnegie shortlisted Nick Lake. I must admit that I was a little apprehensive about reading this book after having read Lake's first literary thriller, In Darkness, which, although well-written, was hard-going and, at times, boring. However, I enjoyed Hostage 3. Maybe it helped to have a narrator I could relate to more, or maybe it was because the narrative was not shared between two different periods as In Darkness was. Whatever the reason, it was good. The narrative jumps to something happening in 2008 on the coast of Ale, Puntland, Somalia. 17-year-old Amy Fields is on a yacht, there are pirates, it appears someone is about to be killed. End of part 1. What has happened? What is going to happen? Part 2 begins three and a half months earlier. From this moment on, Amy narrates what has happened in the lead-up to the initial insight given and what happened afterwards. The reader learns more about Amy, her father and his wife, Sarah, who Amy constantly refers to as the stepmother which indicates their tense relationship. Throughout the book, there are flashbacks to what happened to Amy's real mother, a sufferer of severe OCD, and the events that caused Amy to become a rebellious teenager. Amy and her family end up traveling the world on a private yacht only to be taken hostage by pirates in the Indian Ocean. To begin with, it is clear that the Fields family and yacht crew are the goodies and the pirates the baddies, but Amy starts to develop a complicated, secret relationship with one of the pirates, Faru's. The reader discovers the pirate's motives, well at least Faru's motives, behind the hostage situation. Things begin to look less black and white, less good versus bad. Everything, of course, becomes more complex once romance is thrown into the mix. Hostage 3 is well worth a read. Lake writes well and keeps the reader engaged. It is as if Amy is talking to the reader the entire time. Once you get used to the unconventional use of punctuation, no speech marks, it becomes fast-paced, and you will be torn between wanting to read it all in one go and wanting to slow down to prevent it from ending too soon. The One Safe Place. Author, Tanya Unsworth. Published, 2nd of January 2014. Goodreads Rating, 3.76 out of 5. Reviewed, August 2016. The One Safe Place is a gripping tale by Tanya Unsworth aimed at older children, although completely enjoyable by teens and adults too. Written in the third person and set in the not-so-distant future, it follows Devon's story. In the future, the climate has changed, the temperature has risen, and rain rarely falls. The opening scene reveals Devon, a young boy, on a farm, digging a grave to bury his grandfather, who has recently died, presumably of old age and not something sinister. Devon, now alone, decides to head to the city, a place he has never visited, to find some help for the farm. The problem is he has never once left the farm and knows nothing of the real world. He meets Kit, a young girl on her own living on the roof of a building, and decides to tag along with her. But then they meet Roman, who promises them a safe home. Although skeptical, they decide to trust him, and thus they arrive at the Gabriel H. Penn home for childhood. The place is amazing and has everything a child could want, toys, games, clothes, individual bedrooms, a swimming pool, and most importantly, food and drink. So why are all the other children walking around in limbo, uninterested in everything around them? Devin, with the help of his friends and his synesthesia, soon discovers and pieces together what is wrong with the home. The pace picks up as they plan their escape leading to the exciting ending. The One Safe Place is a book young readers will love. 
Well, what child would not love a book where the children outsmart the adults? Dash. My blogs are now available to listen to as podcasts on the following platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you would like to support my blog, become a Patreon from pound 5 slash M or buy me a coffee for three pounds. Thank you.